0: Hi, this is Marcus, and welcome to the Lashaw Studio Fujifilm GFX Camera System Podcast. This is episode number eight. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is, I get a lot of questions, uh, how does the GFX camera system compare to the full-frame cameras of Sony, Nikon, and Canon? And I'm just gonna go ahead and address that and I'm gonna break it down into different categories. So those individuals that are asking this question will be able to relate to it. When it comes to picture quality, which camera takes the best picture? Well, I'm gonna rely on the ratings and the science of the sensor technology to give you that answer. The Fujifilm GFX camera system has the same sensor that the Hasselblad has. If you go to the website, dxomark.com and look up camera sensors and look how they rank them. They are ranking the Hasselblatt X1D-50C as the number one camera sensor with a score of 102. And when you look at the ratings of how they break it down, they break it down based upon color depth, dynamic range, and low light performance. In color depth, the scores a 26.2. In dynamic range, it scores a 14.7. And then the category of low light, it scores a 4489. Because the sensor of the GFX camera system is about 70% larger than what you get in the full frame, and the pixel densities are much larger, as for its picture quality, it's going to produce a better detailed and colored photo than what you would get in the full-frame cameras. The same is what the full-frame cameras do against APS-C and uh, micro four-thirds. The technology is the same. So the people that use full-frame cameras love to tout the size of their sensor when it's comparing it to a APS-C or a micro four-thirds. Well, everything that you gloat about about your sensor being bigger than those cameras, and, and that's why your camera is a better buy. And just apply those same standards when you're comparing a full frame to a medium format. So, what are the advantages that a full-frame camera will have over a medium format camera? There's a couple of things that come to mind right off the bat it will be that it's going to have a better autofocusing system. It's going to have a better mechanical shutter. It's going to have a lighter form factor for the camera and for the lenses. And in a lot of instances, it will be cheaper, but not too much cheaper than what you would get for a medium format. Like For instance, if you purchase the Canon R5, the Canon R5 will cost you $3,800. You can buy the GFS 50S Mark II for a couple hundred dollars cheaper. When it comes to lenses, the lenses of the GFX camera system is gonna be, be comparable to what you would find in Sony, Nikon, and even Canon. So the price structure is similarly the same. So if you're gonna get better photo quality out of the, a medium format camera, and they're roughly the same price, and in some instances, you can get the GFX camera system a little bit cheaper, why would you go with a full-frame camera? The answer is very simple for those people. One would be the size factor. You want a smaller size factor. The weight would actually be a problem for someone. If you're shooting an event, if you got to hold a very heavy camera system with larger lenses, that becomes an issue. The next thing would be for the video features. There are some people that are actually hybrid both photographer and videographer, and they rely just as much on video as they do on stills. So if you find yourself in a situation like that, you may find yourself being more attracted to the video features that a full frame camera can offer you compared to what you would get if you got a medium format camera. And if you're gonna be doing any type of action photography, the medium format is not designed for that the fastest that they will shoot is five frames per second. If you go back and look at when the last time a full frame camera shot five frames per second, it would be close to eight years ago. And so that would be the main reasons why you would choose a full frame camera over a medium format camera. But if it's just strictly photographic quality, if it's just strictly stills, then in my opinion, I would definitely go with the medium format camera. Now, some people will tell you, well, the customer can't tell the difference between the medium format camera and the full frame. And in a lot of instances, that is true. The customer also can't tell the difference between a micro four thirds and an APS-C compared to a full frame. So every time you use an argument of why the full frame is better compared to the other smaller sensors, You just flip that over and use that same argument when you're referring to the medium format versus the full frame. You could have the best camera in the world, and if you don't know how how to use it, it doesn't matter what you got. You're not going to get amazing results. If you don't know how to process your photos, it doesn't matter what you got. You're not going to get amazing results. So there's a lot of things that go into making a great looking photo or making a great looking video and it is not just the gear or the technology in the camera that's going to allow you to do that it's going to help if you know how to use it if you have the techniques to take advantage of those technologies that are in that camera i also have the x h2s and i have the x100v and the xt5 But for all of my video work that I do, as for vlogging and doing stuff to go on YouTube, if I'm doing anything like a behind the scenes, I will use either the DJI Pocket 2 or my iPhone 13 Pro. And when it's properly lit, it gives me amazing quality, just like you would have if I use one of the other cameras. So again, the, the thing comes down to lighting. The quality of light you got with the camera that you're using and the lenses that you use are going to play a huge factor in you getting those great results. Now, welcome back to the show. This podcast is about the GFX camera system, but I also like to make sure that I'm putting out accurate information and information that my listeners can actually use if you are a new photographer and you can get your hands on a canon eos 5d mark IV and a canon 5ds and both of those cameras together would cost you less than four thousand so now you have a 50 megapixel camera and a 30 megapixel camera and you buy you just three lenses the EF-135mm F2, the EF-35mm F2, that's got image stabilization built into it or optical stabilization built into it, and the EF-24-105 to 105 Mark II. You buy those three lenses and you will be able to do anything you want to be able to do as far as taking great photos. And the an honorable mention, If you just need to have an 85 millimeter, because that's what you've seen, if you buy those two camera systems and you purchase a EF 85 millimeter F 1.8, which in my opinion, in the EF system was their best 85 millimeter lens until they released the 85 millimeter F 1.4, you have you an awesome system, you're gonna take awesome photos getting back to the GFX camera system. The GFX camera system right now, because it has made medium format cameras affordable to the professional photographer without having to spend 20 or $30,000 to get this, to get this type of technology, I'm gravitating to using whatever I can to take the highest grade or the best looking photos that I can possibly take. Let me put this one thing out too. The medium format cameras that I'm referring to, the Hasselblad and the, the GFX camera system, and even if you add the Pentax 645Z into this mix, they would be considered smaller medium format cameras. They do not have the same size sensor as the phase one and the other higher um, Hasselblad cameras that are $40,000. The sensor in those cameras is much larger. The difference in those cameras, too, is that they don't have as much features. And those cameras are designed to be used on a tripod in the studio. if you're going to do any kind of work on location, you need to have an ND filter that will at least go from three stops all the way to 10 stops. And I would also add to bring a circular polarizer as well. My biggest complaint in photography is that what you see is because people happen to be mimicking what they're seeing online or from other established photographers or from YouTube channels that they're watching. And even when they go out to places like ClickCon or Shutterfest or any other kind of workshop, they come back and they don't do anything as far as taking that information to try to make it better or to improve their photography. They come back and do a direct mimic it's like in music it's hard to judge the quality of the song if the whole entire song has been sampled from something that was the number one hit you see everybody shooting at the widest aperture doing high speed sync and right now high speed sync is kind of on the downswing because some of the youtubers have discovered that when you shoot in high speed sync that you lose at least a stop or maybe a stop and a half of light because of how the light pulsates in order to keep up with the focal plane as it opens and exposes the shutter and when it closes. And depending on the lighting system that you're using, you may even lose color accuracy. And so now people are going back to what was being done prior to high-speed sync, and they're using neutral density filters. They're either using neutral density filters on the lenses or they're using neutral density filters that can cover the sensor. And I welcome all of that. High-speed sync using the neutral density filters because there's, there's no one way to obtain a great result when you're talking about photography. But I just would encourage the photographers to stop mimicking and just take that information and do you. Do whatever makes you unique in photography. Do whatever inspires you to get in photography. If you're going to spend money for a lens that costs $1,900, and you're only going to shoot that lens at f2 or f1.8, you are cheating yourself as a photographer. You know, stamp the lens down. Go on a photo shoot. Go on a photo walk and just say, I'm going to shoot at f8 while you're outdoors. And what that'll do is make you change your entire composition. It'll make you change how you shoot. And those are the things that you wanna do in order to get better as a photographer. And what the GFX camera system does for me, and I know for me is whenever I'm using something that doesn't have as many features, it makes me get more creative in how to use that product. The more features I have in the camera system, I will try to incorporate all of those features into my photography, but negating any of the skills that I was doing myself before the features came about. Well, I love to do manual focus, but what you'll find yourself if you got a camera that is touted to never lose focus and to be able to focus at 100%, well, now all you're doing is pressing on the button to get it to do the eye detection or whatever focusing that you're gonna be on and you're not even worried about composition anymore because now you're holding the camera with one hand, which will not allow you to get a good composition. Uh, you're depending uh, 100% on the image or optical stabilization in the camera when you're holding it with one hand because you're really not framing everything up correctly. And, you, and you're just doing a lot of things that you would not do if you were still relying on the skills you learn as a photographer, like how to properly hold the camera.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe. One music goes oh great to another. Talk to me just like a own told me how music was going to change And how we would create it With instruments mess of different things But it seems that you've forgotten what you said You've forgotten what you said and you keep professing that music is dead How technology shot music in the head I reply with a musical I pay. This is the a future. future future hey.